Episode number six of the Road to Redemption podcast. I have my Tokoua from across the ditch, Willy Tafokitao, actor, model, boxer, co-owner, one part of Holy Kids Apparel, advocate for mental health and suicide prevention. My Toko, welcome to the Road to Redemption podcast. What's up, everyone? Short Toko, man. Appreciate you having me on here. Now it's a pleasure to have you on, Toko, and uh, give us a bit of a backstory for our listeners, for our viewers. Who is Vili? Uh, give us a bit of a background uh, of yourself. Um, so, Vili Tafukitao, you know, um, born here in Australia, Sydney, grew up in the suburb mascot, um, went to school here, you know. Um, but yeah, nothing much to me, man, just a typical Islander. Uh, growing up, household, you know, eldest of uh, six siblings. Um, you know, parents did do it a bit tough, so but you know, I'm just grateful that we're still here today. So, uh, married, five kids, been married for 15 years this year. So, yeah, m- massive blessing. So, I see that your, your shirts that you made, uh, fuck suicide, you got across the uh, collar there, and I got your back. Can we can you talk to me a little bit about um, poly kids and sort of uh, you guys target market and what's the purpose behind uh, the shirts? Um, so the, the, the behind the shirt is it's because um, I sort of went through a dark place myself with depression and that and had suicidal thoughts. You know, there were a few times where I was going to um, try and take my own life. And, um, and that's how these shirts came about um, because going through it myself, I uh, didn't think about how effective my wife and my kids would be about it as well, you know. Um, they were really affected. So she actually started um, the little movement that, we're, that, uh, that we've got now with poly kids, um, the mental health side and all. Um, she just saw, like, you know, even though these people themselves are battling their own demons, but the family surrounding them and friends surrounding them um, are, are going through it as well. So what she did is she wanted to get involved in it and all. And just the design that I've got on now is my own personal um, way of showing people that I went through it and I fought it. And I'm still here today to tell my story, you know, and I'm happy to share my story to anybody. So the fuck suicide means is that um, me me personally to like tell everybody like fuck suicide. You know, it, it is a dark place, but we can get through it together. You know, and and got your back is meaning that I got the, those I got those demons uh, within me. Um, I've got them back by living, you know, every day with my wife and kids, and and now living a happy life. So um, the second, sorry, go ahead. Sorry, Doko. So t- can you take us back to that that sort of dark place? Because I've been there myself with fighting those demons, and sometimes it's just the everyday constant battle. That dark, that dark sort of uh, place that you went to. Can we kind of take it backtrack and sort of what sort of contributed to you getting into that space and how did that look like? So going back to it, it was like I was just constantly working. I was working so many hours and traveling as well. You know, I'm um, coming home and not seeing my kids and my wife and spending enough time with them. Um, at the same time, I was, I was. Um, I always like to drink and hang out with the boys and stuff. Um, so I've always like trying to think to myself, thinking that I should get my mind off things, just to go out with the boys and party on and whatever, you know. But I didn't really understand that it was affecting me still in a way, not being with my wife and kids. So I just did all of that. Um, at the same time, you know, my, my I had an auntie that passed away who was really close 
close to me and my siblings as well. Um, yeah, but look, my main reason thinking back to it was just my wife and kids, you know, like not spending enough time with them. Not, I, I felt like I wasn't um, making them happy in a way and I didn't know how to. So all I had to do, so all I thought was just to constantly work, not be at home for them to be happy because when I was home, I was always telling them off and always wanting to give them hiding, always arguing with the missus and stuff, breaking shit around the house, you know, all of that sort of stuff and then taking off, getting wasted, you know, just doing drugs and stuff. So all of that just contributed to um, everything that I, that I was so confused about. And I was just, I just felt like I didn't, I wasn't happy about it and I didn't know how to fix anything. And I felt so worthless, especially to my kids and my wife. So I just thought, man, like if my wife and kids aren't happy and I can't make them happy, I don't know what it is I'm doing on this earth. So the easiest way to get out of it was to sort of, you know, take my own life. So just, I was always thinking about it every day, every day, constantly thinking about it. And um, yeah, one day my wife and kids just sat me down and literally broke down and explained to me what I was doing, the sort of person that I was changing into and things like that. I didn't believe him, but, you know, I literally sat there and, and watched my wife and kids cry. And, and you know, it's, it's the saddest thing to see, you know, to see mm. that the trust that your, that your kids and your wife's supposed to have for you, they don't have that no more because of the sort of person I was changing into. So. Uh, from that day, it took me a while to sort of, I told my wife and kids, you know, give me some time to think about my actions, uh, think about what I should do, and um, we'll go from there. So they gave me that time, and yeah, bro, I literally just went and got help, went and saw my doctor, diagnosed me with depression and all of that, so yeah, just went and got help. When you, so, so it's very common, eh, amongst uh, Polynesians and, and our Māori community, uh, we talk about the stigma of masculinity, right? As as islanders, eh, Toko, we you have to you have to put on this front that you know this facade that we're big, we're strong, but deep down inside, yeah, bro. um, we're we're not. It's we're just kind of 100%. we're hiding all these things. Can you kind of elaborate? What was that like, sort of, for your upbringing? Did you see a lot of men, um, like cry or share their feelings and share their emotions? Oh, never, bro, never. So to be honest, like the only time I seen men cry and share their feelings and thoughts about something was when they're on ch at church. They'll go up there and preach, preach, preach to like the people of the church. But then when they come home, they won't preach to the family. Yeah. They won't preach to the kids about anything, bro. You know, they'll just like Shh, do this, do that, boom. You know, if you're yeah. not doing it, like they'll give you the meanest fucking hiding, 100%. and then they expect you to shut up. You know, whether you're like you're, no matter how small you are, if it hurts, you're gonna cry. Yeah. But then they're going to give you another hiding because you're crying because you just received that hiding sort of thing. You know? yeah, it's but, backwards, eh? <laughs> yeah, 100%. You know, and I, I, to be honest, I started that with my kids. And it was like, damn, I got seeing my kids crying, me telling them to be quiet. And it's like, well, that's, it's got to change, bro. So that's one thing I changed in my household was like not giving my kids hiding. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, with, with all of that, I felt that too. I felt like, you know, being the man of the house, I had to be strong, can't, you know, don't cry to my kids or my wife, you know. Um, even out on the streets, you know, with I have my wife and kids, I, I still, I felt like the, the, their protector, obviously. But like, it was like any sort of bloke that will look our way, doing nothing whatsoever. I just felt like I had to staunch him sort of <laughs> yeah, thing, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah bro. And it was like, wow, you didn't, now I understand, like, why do I have to do that? Yeah. Now when I say hello, like, I can see people trying to do it to me. 
Yeah. And I said, hey, what's up, bro? How you doing? They yeah. freak out. They were like, oh, uh, uh, hey, bro. Lucky <laughs> plus, they don't know how to say hello to someone anymore. So uh, it's, it's crazy, bro. Yeah. So crazy. It's like the communication, eh, Doc? Or it's, um... Yeah, bro. Do you reckon it's because they're like our fathers and you know they were raised in, in, in Tonga and they didn't really get taught how to communicate properly or this is the only sort of way that they seem? I, I think so, man. I think so, to be honest. Like, you know, um, growing up seeing my parents treat us, I've seen all my aunties and uncles treat their kids in a very similar way. Mm. Um and I was grateful to still see my grandparents growing up. And even when I was growing up seeing my grandparents, they were still treating some of the grandkids in that same way. You know, and it was crazy. It was like, it's just a, it's just a thing that us Islanders grew up with. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like, um, I don't know, like, I don't know much about the history of Tonga and all of that and the way, you know, the tribes and that back then, but I, just the way everything was brought up in Tonga was just to be so, um, just to have respect and manners towards everybody. Yeah, but I yeah. think that sort of led people in a way where it was just like, it has to be perfection. Yeah, You know, yeah, it's like they didn't yeah. want to accept that their kids or themselves can fuck up in some sort of way. Everything has to be perfect. And that if, if it ain't perfect, you're just going to get a hiding for it. And we're humans, you know, eh? <laughs> we, we exactly, make it, bro. We make plenty exactly. of mistakes, man. <laughs> a lot of mistakes. And, and bro, like even to this day, I still see my own parents make mistakes and it's like, well, you, you're making that mistake, but then you try and joke off about it like it's nothing. But then it's like, we're old enough to sort of see that. And it, like, cause I work with my dad now. So there were times where I try to correct my dad, he shuts up and it's like, oh, you know, it's like, well, it's one of those is like, to me, the way I see him when he reacts like that, it's like, he's, he wants to tell me to shut up and it's yeah, like, shut sure. up. You're, 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 you're my son. You shouldn't be yeah. saying that to me, you know, but, there's a hierarchy. There's a hierarchy, man. Yeah, exactly, bro. <laughs> but like, you know, the, the good thing about my man is that like he he does understand where I'm coming from. You know, it's not like I'm trying to I'm trying to put him put it on him or anything like that. You know, it's always I'll have that respect for my old man. But there are times that us kids we can say things to our parents for 100%. them to understand our thoughts and we can give them our opinion. That's all it is, man. That's how what we have to get them to understand. That's beautiful. So it's yeah. even now. It's beautiful. You with put my it. kids as well, bro. Definitely. It's, be- it's a two-way street. Eh? It's beautiful you said it yeah. like that because um, like like we were saying just before, it's like that hierarchy, like your dad or even same as my mom, she feels like because we're the kids, you, you don't have the right to, to speak to them. But yeah. it's a two-way street, that sort of communication, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. Bro. Um, like, there's like, I, I still get told by my mom, like, I shave, like, you have to shave. You got to look nice for people. I'm like, mum, I'm I'm old enough to know when I can and can't shave. If I don't want to shave, I don't want to shave. Yeah. You know, but I tell her, I'll take it on board. I'll shave when I'm ready. You know, it's, like little things like that, it's okay. But then there are like everyday life, like especially with your own kids or you know with their grandkids. You know, there's they always want to input with their grandkids. But then at the end of the day, there are kids in our house and things like that. And I said, oh, you can say whatever, but. It, that's not the way I teach my kids this and teach my kids that, you know, it's totally different. So, but yeah, no matter what is, we always have that respect for our parents. No, no doubt. hundred percent. Let's talk about exercise. So I watch your stuff online and you know, these, these people out there that are, uh, that are, that are hungry, uh, that are driven. 
man, when I watch your stuff, you 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 are starving, brother. You are obsessed. Talk to me about how important exercise is for your mental health, bro. Oh my bro, I <laughs> see. I'm getting goosebumps now, just thinking about wanting to train now. But um, it's oh the the importance of training for me is that I have to, no matter what it is, even if it's just going for taking my wife or my you know some of my kids or even my dog for a walk, I have to do something active. Um, if I feel lazy that day, I'll make up. I'll, I'll go start talking to my wife some to my wife sometimes, and she'll be like, "Oh, you have to do something. You have to do something. You know, go for a walk, do this, do that." And then it's it's like me making up an excuse for myself just to stay home, but it's also trying to get my wife to g me up. So then when she g's me up, it's like, "Yeah, done. I'm out." I'll either go to the garage or go for a run. That's it. You know what I mean? So it's just the importance for me is that it just keeps my mind busy. Yeah. It keeps my mind so busy and it makes me fight myself. You know, I'm not I'm not out there in my garage or at the gym or out on the street trying to like say, oh, I went through Instagram, I'm trying, I'm gonna try and out outwork this place. Nah, it doesn't work like that for me, man. Like because at the end of the day, if I outwork that guy, what am I gonna get from it? You know what I mean? I'll, I'll get no praise from someone so because I want to beat somebody else, but then that feels good for a while, and then that's it. Then you're gonna be searching for somebody else's sort yeah. of approval you know what i mean for me i like to approve i want to give myself that approval 100%. if i know i work hard i say yeah i'll congratulate myself and i worked hard but the next day i'm going to try to bring it up on that sort of thing there are days i'll have my lazy days where i'll just go out to the garage and do a small workout that's not as intense sort of thing but in the back of my mind is like you did good bro you know you came out as much as you wanted to sit on that couch and have a packet of chips and watch TV. You came out and did something, you know, and in, in, in the back of my mind, I congratulate myself for it, come back in happy as, yeah. you know, and like, that's one thing um, I look back at now is that um, when I was trying to fight my demons and uh, it was just, I wasn't training as much, you know, I was just, I'll go to the gym and lift a few weights for about half an hour, 45 minutes. But I'll come home and I'll still feel the same. You know, I, I wouldn't train as hard, but then I'll come home and feel and still feel the same, still feel down, still feel useless and worthless um, within myself. So um, transitioning myself to go do some boxing, like never did it before. Mm. Um, you know, and just going in there, just wasn't really angry you know, or, or anything like that. I just needed, it was just, just needed to let some, just let, needed to let my hands go for some reason. And I did, you know, by doing boxing and stuff like that, I didn't feel like I had any aggression, but I felt like I had something within myself to work for or to work with. And that's all it was, was just myself. I had to just work on myself. There was no anger or anything in there. It was just, I, all I needed, all I knew was that I had to work for myself. And that's why I started doing boxing for all of that sort of stuff. So um yeah man and ever since then haven't looked back bro and that, that's why i think it's very important to work out a lot of people want to think that it's um it's it's just a thing that you can do every day and then stop if you want to and then okay it's a it's a life for me it's, it's um i had to change my life to do and to change that i had to bring back everything i love to do which is training yeah you know and then i also had to bring stuff in which i hated doing which with in training which is fitness um, I hate fitness, you know, mm. now I love it. <laughs> yeah, you flipped it I love around, it now, eh? So. Yeah, bro. Yeah, so I used, I sort of used my weakness to sort of bring me back to where I am today, so yeah, bro. 
that's beautiful doctor talk to me about the how how important is is nutrition um to your like daily routine and it, it kind of goes hand in hand with um with exercise but say, take me back to was your nutrition always this good or oh never bro never <laughs> never 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 just eat whatever <laughs> bro nobody like I, I tell people stories and they don't believe me man like when i used to do a lot of weights i used to have like eight to ten um chicken and cheeseburgers from um maccas before training bro and then after that i'll come back and go get another load that's all i used to do but chicken yeah, and cheese yeah. bro hey they're good but, hey they're good but yeah oh, no doubt bro. no <laughs> doubt <laughs> um but yeah like it didn't make me feel healthy it didn't make me feel any better but it was just like you know it was just um anytime i did feel hungry or something like that i just wouldn't grab a pack of the chips whatever you know but yeah my eating habits was was very bad very very bad it was like um, very lazy to cook food or anything like that. Um, always hated veggies. Um, a lot of it, I mean, and the way it was cooked. So that was the only reason why I didn't like, like to eat healthy. But, um, you know, reaching out to a friend to put me on a diet through boxing, it literally just flipped everything, eh? Like, it was just, I was just like, oh, so all these foods, like, you can change it to the way you like it it's not like you just have to eat it just the way it is just then and there yeah you can steam it whatever put it in the oven and bake it but you can add things to it to make it taste nice for yourself so and um that's all i did was you know just reaching out to a mate put me on a diet which i you know i hated to be honest i hated the diet because it was just i was just shredding like no tomorrow um but i was still very very hungry you know but um big ups to my wife for pushing me through every day keeping me on track and everything like that um so even now like there are days where i have my cheat meals and things like that and i overdo it but then i always try and uh, make sure i balance it out the week after or the day after and things like that making sure i um train even harder you know making sure my meals are more portioned and things like that so that's that's all it is now like me i'm still learning all my foods and stuff but just balancing it always it's still very it's very very important um, especially eating very healthy these days, like you, if whatever you put in your body, that's just how you're gonna feel. And if you're gonna put all of these shitty burgers in there, you're just gonna feel like shit every day. Um, you 100%. put all of these good, good nutritional stuff into your body, you're gonna feel great every day. Yeah, so, 100%. yeah, man. Uh, talk to yeah. talk to me about uh, the importance of having a uh, amazing partner and Nick and uh, someone who's just there to be um you know supported of uh, every move and every um support you every step of the way how important is nick um to to you and and also how how has she been for your mental health oh bro um she's the most important in our in, like everywhere like no matter where i go if, if i'm at work or anywhere like she's always there you know, at work, she's always, she's constantly ringing, just making sure, like, just reminding me about my meals and stuff, making sure um, I'm eating my meals properly and things like that and not overdoing it with, like, if I'm going to try and have some of my dad's food, like the buaka and the loo and the taro stuff, she's like, hey, make sure you're not eating your dad's food. Eh? I was like, yeah, sorry, babe, I'm not, I swear I'm not. <laughs> you know, just things like that, like, yeah, like, we've had our ups and downs over the years, like, everybody does, you know, but no matter what we've gone through, she's still here by my side. And no matter what I just, like, what I did go through, like, she's still here today, you know, and she's the reason why I am here today, you know, with my kids as well. She holds us all together. So 
um, to have a partner like that, it's to me personally, it's the most important thing. If you don't have a partner like that that can keep you on track and um, you know always have your back no matter what, you know, like you're, you're, there's, you're bound to fall, and there's and, you know there, there'll probably be no one there to pick you up. For me, I'm very lucky. No matter how many times I did before, she was always there to pick me up. And um, I hope she feels the same way about me. But for me personally, man, she's always there. And I'll trust her more than anybody right now in my life. Anybody. 100%. So it is very important, bro. And it's a, it's a common theme I see because I can relate uh, myself having uh, Desiree there. It's very important to <clears throat> have uh, someone who's, you know, who's just got your back, eh, no matter what, that yeah, you can bro. rely on, that you can trust on. Um, and it's a beautiful thing that Nick is, is, is that for you. Uh, shout out to all the beautiful women and partners out there that, um, you know, hold it down for, for us men. Because, hey, we need all the help we can get, eh, Toko? We do, <laughs> we do. Because, like, to be honest, like, us men, like, yeah, we are strong physically. Honestly, mentally, I don't think all men are that strong, man. I think, me, in my opinion, women, women are a lot stronger oh, mentally. 100%. 100 percent that's my they, honest opinion bro they run rings around us bro 100 <laughs> percent. no matter what us men put on them no matter what it is they will still be there you know what i mean they'll go through it with you day in day out there but there will be a certain point where they're going to have enough yeah. but then no matter how much shit you put on these women man they're still going to be there 100 percent. 100 percent. to all of them man yeah, it's a beautiful thing to have, you know, these incredible uh, specimens in our life, eh? Um, yeah, bro. Talk to me about <clears throat> how you sort of, uh, what what was your dad like? Uh, like how, how did he sort of parent you? Uh, as if we kind of backtrack a little bit and two-part question, how are you how are you sort of uh, parenting uh, your your kids different from how your dad? Um, so my, my old man, he was like, he was pretty chilled, to be honest. He wasn't, he was strict uh, with certain things, but not everything, you know. Um, all the strictness, you know, as um, um, out of respect for my mom, it was always my mom. She was, she was a lot harsher than my old man was, you know. But with my old man, he, he tried his best to sort of understand things that we try to explain to him growing up in a country like this, you know. With them growing up in a country in, in, in Tama, you know, it was very hard for them to sort of understand the way we live here. Um, even to this day, like there are still things that my dad doesn't understand that he just thinks, no, nah, it's just like this, it's just like that. I was like, no, nah, that is, it's not Tonga, you know, it's Australia, it's different. So there are a lot of things that are the that my dad didn't understand back then. That you know, like um, like when kids used to go hang out after school and things like that. Yeah, some kids get into trouble, some kids don't. Um, that was one thing he didn't ever want us to do was hang out with our cousins or our mates after school or after footy and stuff. Um, I don't know if you remember, like when you guys were all at Maori, we were all at JJ, like, yeah. that's why you never saw me and my siblings ever anywhere after school or after sports and stuff. It was like straight from um, from Heffern Park down to East Gardens, catch a bus, shit back home, never mm. ever walk into East Gardens, walk with the boys and stuff, you know what I mean? So that was one thing. And I, personally, I think my... Uh, my parents always thought that if we were to go with our mates and our cousins stuff, we'll get ourselves into trouble and things like that. Um, and that's what my parents try to avoid um, us from getting into, was always getting into trouble, uh, which we never really got into trouble. That's the, 
you know, we were always scared because if we didn't ever listen, obviously we'll go home and cop a hiding. And it was like the first thing they grabbed. It was like, you know, if it was a brick or a slipper or a bloody, you know, or <laughs> whatever it was that was close to them, they'll swing at you. So we were always scared about that. You know, we always made sure we listened to our parents and things like that. Um, but it was just the, just the hidings and stuff was, um, that, that's what sort of did it for me, you know. We got to put, like, I think it was, I was in year nine or something. And my dad, like, picked up a four by two piece of tin and like, literally broke it on my back. And I didn't cry. And it was from then on, that's when my dad stopped giving me a hiding. Because it was like, all right, if I'm going to smack this guy with a four by two, my fist ain't going to do the same thing. Mm. Um, so there's no point, you know. So from then on, like, my mum would try to give me hidings here and there with, like, extension cord or whatever. Yeah, it stung, it hurt. But I never cried. So it was like, it just got to the point where they stopped giving me hiding, but they started giving my siblings hiding. Um, there were even times where I had to take a fall, where I took force for my siblings because I felt so sorry for them, copping all these hidings and, you know, they're always crying. So I took a fall for them and I'll cop the hidings for them. You know, mm. I'll cop the, the, the hidings for them and I won't cry about it, you know what I mean? So um, the, the, the hidings and stuff, that's one thing I changed in my household. Yeah, I, when I, my order three, I did give him hidings when they were a bit younger, but now, like, I just told him, I go, enough is enough, man. I go, I'd rather talk to you, so then hopefully one day when you guys get older, you can do the same to your kids instead mm. of, like, thinking that it has to be a hiding to correct your action, you can speak to them. Um, because it's just the, like what I went through mentally with battling my demons, my hidings weren't going to bring it out. It was only so if I was to speak to someone, someone was to speak to me, you know, like, and, and words, words do go a long way. That's why people, you can say stuff to people. That's why they get offended. You know, you can hurt people with words. Same thing. You can hurt people with your fist or with, you know, whatever. Um, doubts, use man. People, yeah. So that's one thing I try to use now. Like I, I swear a lot, Doctor, to be honest, like in front of my kids. And I've told them, like, I don't like to filter because this is how I, I'm expressing my feelings. This is how I express my opinion. And if nobody likes it, tough shit, this is me. Yeah. I'm not changing myself for anybody else because if I'm going to change myself for that person, like, I'm, I'm not being who I am. Mm. I'm trying to be someone because of them so they can like me. No, it doesn't work like that. So, like, well, I, well, I try to teach my kids. Like, yeah, my kids are very shy. But I try to teach my kids, no matter what it is, you can share with me and mom, speak about it, speak it, um, talk about it amongst yourselves. It's, you know, just at least use your words. It's, it's not wrong to. You know, even like when my kids uh, feel like they get angry at us, I tell them, if you guys are angry, say something, mm. let it out. It's okay. It's okay. Okay, just don't say F you for this and that. That's a different story. But it doesn't mm -hmm. mean you can't let out what you need to say to us. If you're angry about something, let it out. It's okay. And they're holding it within yourself. It's just, I feel like it would do you more damage than good. Yeah, 100%. Because I see us as polys, uh, we're trying to break... Uh, their kind of generational habits, eh? So if we yeah, if we constantly uh, dirty or smack our kids discipline and physically, and it hasn't been working, and the track record and the stats uh, yeah. all against us, that's why it's beautiful. Um, you're taking this sort of approach, Doctor, and I, I myself uh, do as well. Um, you know, give my daughter the odd smack on the bottom here and there, but it's nothing as, yeah. uh, you know, intense as what I copped when I was young, you know, but that's, yeah, that's the, that's the only way I, I think my mom and our parents, uh, sort of knew that's, you know, 
to, yeah. to, to discipline us physically was I'm doing this because I love you, eh? It's kind of twisted. Yeah. See, that's just one thing. Like, I, I I don't blame my parents for the way that they treated me. You yeah, know, that's something they were taught. And they were just doing what they were taught, you know what I mean? But along those lines, someone had to someone had to change it, you know, because it wasn't, it's not changing anybody. It's not, um, it's not helping anybody, mm. you know what I mean? So and for me to do that now, like, it's totally different. I see my kids now, like, they're a lot more happier. They're not scared of me or they're not scared of doing something wrong. And they're in the back of their minds, like, damn, that's going to bash the shit out of me because I, because I didn't put the plate in the dishwasher. You know, it's little things like that. And I go, it doesn't help our kids at all, bro, to, for themselves in the future, especially. You yeah. know, we're just breaking their confidence and, you know, just cramming them up in a little shell. Mm. And then when they go into the big world, they, they, they have to start from the bottom, um, not knowing nothing. You know, but mm. if we let them go out into the real world with confidence and stuff, they'll let's be able go, to find their bearings, you know? So, I um, mean, that's one thing I want my kids to do is to go out into the real world when they can and with confidence and then make something of themselves, you know? Attack! Themselves. Attack! Not, not for me, <laughs> exactly, but not for me. Let's you go. Know, my parents always said, do, do school, you know? I want you in the office to do this, to do that. And I said, yeah, why not? But then at the same time going through school, I was like, I can't even sit in the classroom, you know. I'd want to muck around and, yeah. you know, getting kicked out of the classroom, sitting outside for mucking around in the classroom. So I knew sitting in the office cubicle wasn't my thing. So, but yeah, man, I told my kids, whatever you want to do, you do. It's yeah. not wrong. If it's um, if it's something you love, if it's a passion, go for it. But no matter what happens, me and mom's going to be there behind you, just pushing his forward. You know, just hopefully in the future, it's something that you love to do. But if you want to change it, change it. But we're still going to be there to support you, you know. So that's one massive thing um, I tell my kids every day, you know, that no matter what they do or whatever they choose in life, I'm just going to support them. So, and that's bro, that's a beautiful thing that you that you're doing there with, especially as uh, you know, first generation Australians and, and New Zealand's and Americans, uh, as as Polynesians, we need to we need to guide our children down a different path and set the standards. You know, our parents were only doing what they knew. So now we know a little bit better. We need to yeah. be uh, showing our kids a, a better, um, a better way. So that's beautiful. I'm, I'm glad your kids have that uh, at home being safe and, and, you know, helping them build, build these little kids up so we can release them into this world, bro, and let them thrive. Eh? That's what it's all about. 100%. Um, just for uh, just to kind of kind of finish off, let's talk about um, kind of tools that our listeners and viewers can use if they're in a dark sort of place or if they're at a place where they're you know kind of um, depressed. What sort of tools can they use to um, help them in that situation? Honestly, like for through my experience, I had to find something that I love doing which was um, doing something physical with training or any sort of sport, you know? Um, and if you're in this sort of dark place, it's, it's normal. People go through it, you know? People go through it. But um, we just have to um, find a way to, to speak about it, you know? For, the, for, the, for someone who's going through it, um, just have, they have to find that courage to, to tell somebody. It's the only way they're, they're going to get it off their chest about it, you know what I mean? Um, but if somebody else can sense that this person is going through something, don't hold back. Don't hold back. Approach the person, please. Please approach them. You know, ask them how their day's been. It doesn't have to be for you to ask them what, 
the actual issue is. Just having a, a little conversation with them will, they'll, they'll, you know, might brighten their day up, you know. But um, the person that's going through it, you know, my in my um, experience, find something that you love doing. Find something that you love doing and do that. If it's your happy place, go for it. Do what you do. Do do what uh, will do what makes you happy. Do what you love. You know, work with and we'll, and work on it from there. So, but please, it's it's not worth to speak and um speak up about it because there 100%. is people out there that want to help. You know, so. Hundred yeah. percent. Thank you for those words, Tapuana. And like you said, it's it's uh, it's true that um it's normal. You know, it's a, it's a right to feel kind of down. It's a right to feel yeah, sad. Bro. It's you know, it's, it's it's all right. You just need to work through it, like you said, and find something that you're passionate about, that you've driven around, that surround yourself with, you know, good people. And I've been there myself too, man. The, the voices are so real, way. Eh? The voices yeah, are so real. The inner self-talk to want you to to hurt yourself or self-harm is, is very real. So if you're out there listening, um, yeah, just make sure you're, you're, you're looking after yourself. Um, you're going out there and getting the help you need. Like really, you you went and got the I went and seen a doctor, and, and Nick Nick took you there and um, got all the help. And now you've found um, exercise, and the man is so yeah. obsessed. You need to go check out the man's uh, Instagram page, and you know, <laughs> the bloke grinds, you know, twenty eight. 28 hours in a day mate <laughs> um but no i just want to i just want to thank you Toko, for jumping on the on the podcast you know your story is so powerful shana and from knowing you back um from the from the from our younger years over there in australia to see you and the energy that you push and the content that you push um and to see from where you were in that dark sort of uh, depressing sort of state to where you are now man i feel the energy i feel your the offer and the heart Toko, so keep it up I'm proud of you. Thanks, Doc. I really appreciate it, man. That's that's all we all should try and do, you know, try our very best because um, you know, we, we need to try help people because like it's not gonna you, you people don't realize how happy they, they they feel and how grateful they feel within themselves when they try to help somebody else out. Mm. You know what I mean? Like me, I try to target to help uh, anybody, but I try to aim for our youth, our, our youth kids, you know, like they're so in, uh, easily to be influenced by anything and everything and yeah, be sure. taken down the wrong path you know what i mean um and i'm not trying to tell them I'm not trying to tell these younger youth people what to do with their life or whatever you know just give them a bit of advice and take that in and hopefully they do uh, whatever they can with it and hopefully for the best so you know what i mean but um yeah to everybody that's listening hopefully if any of you guys are going through anything reach out you know i'm all i'm here you know if you want to speak you know um, reach out to me, man. I'm, I'm all ease for you. Hundred percent. Go check out Billy Bills. Uh, that's your Instagram handle. Um, are you mostly just on Insta or Facebook as well? Oh, uh, we just, uh, on Facebook is just our uh, business page. Um, but yeah, it, anywhere, man. I'm always on there, so um, I'm happy to, you know, um, I'm happy to listen to anybody, no matter what it is. If it's something that you just want to talk about, if it's not something you're battling with. Every something every day thing, bro. Just you know, I'm always here. 100%. So go support um, Nick and and Vils at Poly Kids 
on Instagram and on Facebook. Great initiative, Doko. Um, no doubt our listeners, you'll definitely feel empowered and inspired by this man's journey, uh, story of redemption. And you're only getting started, eh, Doko? You're only moving forward. 100%, bro. We're only moving 100%. Uh, forward on way, um, onwards and upwards from here. So if you're watching this podcast, don't forget to leave a comment. If you're watching via YouTube, don't forget to subscribe. And if you're listening via Spotify, leave us some reviews. But thank you for listening. Thank you, my Toko Uwa. It was a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Um, Offer after and keep in touch. Thank you, Toko Uwa, for me.